to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick. This show is all about scratch-made food and positive energy. If this is your first time here, welcome. So, so grateful that you took the time to check out the show today. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so, so much for your continued support of this show. A special and huge shout out to the amazing listeners I have over on Good Pods. As of today, I literally just saw the Twitter notification. Brandon from Unsheft, thank you for shouting me out. Number one, number one in food and in arts on Good Pods. I mean, I'm blown away by the incredible, incredible amount of support from everyone over on Good Pods. If you're listening over there, rating and reviewing the episodes, uh, just know like you have my undying appreciation and gratitude. Just thank you. Thank you so much. Today on the show is a little bit of an experiment because I, on a whim, just kind of wanted something that was stir fry-ish. I guess I don't really know how else to really describe this dish because I don't really know. I couldn't really find anything that matched up with it, really. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe like a like like a lo mein would be close because it uses rice noodles. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I know I just wanted something that was Asian adjacent. And I really wanted to kind of just take a swing, take a swing for the fences and see if I could put together Asian flavors. I've been learning a lot about Asian flavors and I wanted to see if I could put something together that was good. And I've got some mixed results. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit more in the back half of the show. Wherever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, I just hope that you're doing so, so well today. I hope that you use this show as an opportunity to kind of reset your day and focus on good things ahead. If your day is going well, I hope that this maintains and keeps that energy and your day only gets better. And if you're having a bad day, I hope that this is an opportunity for you to reset, for you to take a deep breath or two, and for you to say, I believe in me. I can do this, whatever this is. Whatever that thing is that you're facing down, you're strong enough, you're good enough, and I believe in you. Don't ever give up on you. Never. This past week has been a little bit different for me because I have just been knocking around in this big apartment all by myself. Rebecca's out in California right now attending a ballet workshop. And I'm so, so proud of how hard she's worked. Like she's been really, really working hard, dancing a lot here at the studio here in Ithaca. And I'm really, really proud of her for, you know, going out there and, and just committing herself to, you know, making herself even better, to chasing this passion. She's kind of inspiring in in that way to me. And, and I just kind of look at her and I mean, I, I just... I'm crazy about her for starters, but more than that, like she makes me believe in me more. Like she really inspires me when she, when she, you know, goes out there 
And she does this thing because she's passionate about it, because she loves it, and she applies herself to it absolutely fully and completely. That's such an amazing, amazing quality to have. And I know that my life is better every single day because I have her in it. And I'm so grateful every day that I get to share any of my life with her. And I know she knows I'm missing her because I've been telling her a thousand times how much I've missed her. And I really do. I really, really do. But I don't miss her at the expense of her doing the things that she loves to do and, you know, going out to California to do this amazing, amazing thing, to take this amazing, amazing opportunity. I love it so much for her. And I'm so, so proud of her for, you know, continuing to work toward the things she's passionate about, towards the things that she really, really loves. That is so, so amazing. I miss you. I really love you. positivity segment of the show today i am going to talk about death i'm also going to talk about minecraft but i'm not going to talk about minecraft in a sense of like placing blocks and you know uh building a redstone farm or you know something like that <laughs> something that's gonna immediately oh, oh i just i just heard i just heard all the all the apps just switch switch off right there now, I wanted to talk about minecraft and i wanted to talk about death because a uh, content creator that i follow pretty closely and have for the past few years, ever since I really got big into watching Hermitcraft, which is a multiplayer server uh, that you can watch on YouTube, like dozens of creators that all take part in building this big shared world. And uh, a, a creator, his name was Tinfoil Chef. He was 63 years old and he, you know, sadly passed away over this past weekend after struggling a lot with a lot of health issues. And it's strange to me when someone dies, but you didn't know them, but you were still really, really invested in them. He had lost part of his leg because of diabetes a couple of years ago, and he had really, really struggled to, you know, be in good enough health to even sit down and record episodes of Hermitcraft and watching through his content. You, you, you just kind of wished that he, he wasn't suffering so much and he wasn't struggling so much just to sit down and do that thing that he absolutely loved to do more than anything in the whole entire world. And I bring this up because I want to talk about perspective. I want to talk about how you view the world. I want to talk about how I view the world. And I know I've talked about like seeing things from my perspective very recently on the show but with tfc's passing it kind of really focused me on that perspective now hermitcraft just kind of to briefly you know give you guys a thing it's full of people who are just artists in minecraft like people who build absolutely beautiful massive amazing structures like you see those pictures of like big giant like super intricate builds that are like hundreds of thousands of blocks. This is one of those kinds of things. 
The kind of thing that a schlub like me could only dream about doing. A lot of the people on the server, they always will time-lapse these really big builds. So in one minute, you'll see a hundred thousand blocks get placed on in this beautiful mansion or mega cathedral or whatever is going to appear right before your eyes. But TFC, he always experienced Hermitcraft from the ground because he couldn't fly around like everybody else in the game and he didn't do anything big or flashy. He played Minecraft like old school Minecrafters played Minecraft, like 2010, 2011 Minecrafters played Minecraft. Just did his thing. Loved doing his thing. And one of the things I always really, really loved about watching his content was watching him walk around. Like I'm watching other episodes and I'm seeing these people fly around and seeing these amazing things. Like you can download the worlds. Like I've walked in those worlds and I've seen them for myself. But he always kind of approached the worlds from the ground level, just looking up in awe at all these massive, amazing structures. And with his passing, it really kind of dialed home to me how important it is to remember how valid every perspective is. To remember how valid your perspective is. If you're somebody who's listening to this and you don't think that your perspective on something is valid, then I'm here to tell you that that's not true. What are you passionate about? What do you believe in so, so very much? What's something that you absolutely love to do and whenever you do it, you apply your whole entire heart to it every single time you do it. Think about it for a moment, whatever that is. And now think about how is your perspective different from everybody else's on it? How has the life that you've lived up till now changed the way that you view that thing versus everybody else? I just thought it was really, really important to just mention how important it is to see the world from all perspectives and to slow down. Sometimes you just need to take a casual stroll and just see the world for how beautiful and amazing it truly, truly is to move slowly and just take the time to appreciate everything around you. I don't know what's going to happen to me tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen to me a week, a month, a year from now. My life could be completely different than it is today, or it could be the same. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to me, but I know that I always need to kind of keep that lesson close at heart. I think about the things that I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about podcasting. I've been doing this for over seven years now. I like to think that, you know, I've, I've got some kind of a voice here. And I love to use it. I aim to use it to make the world a better place. The thing you're passionate about, how do you want to use your voice? What is your voice for? What do you want to use your voice to shout out there? I just want to lift other people up. I just want to make other people's lives better. I want to try to make the world a little bit better a place. I feel like it's so, so easy to get sucked into negativity. And I feel like it's so, so easy to get down on people or experiences or whatever. And social media algorithms are intended to just basically they follow engagement. 
And it's much easier to get people to engage with things negatively than it is positively. I posted something over in my food group and there's content farms that just pump out these videos. I know you've seen them on social media of somebody doing something that is absolutely not the right way to do something. And it's just it, like, they're going to completely destroy it. It's going to be disgusting. It's going to be gross. And these content farms produce this content because they know they're going to generate negative response and get tons of engagement, which is going to get them a ton of advertising revenue. Negativity sells. Negativity is easy money compared to positivity. Compared to just trying to do good, compared to just trying to make the world a better place. That's all I want to do here. I'm really, really passionate about writing, especially fantasy writing. I've been writing for most of my life since I was like 10 years old. I've written some things and I've come up with some stories that I'm so incredibly proud of. I wish I had more time to write more. One of the things that I really came to appreciate when I was in college and when I went through and got my degree was other people's perspectives on my work. How important it was to hear someone else read my words through their voice, see them through their eyes. Constructive feedback, constructive criticism is really, really important in that way. Because if you can listen to something and if you can kindly you know, say to somebody, this doesn't really work for me and here's why. I think that's so, so important. Our lives make us who we are. All these different things that we love, all the, all the people that we love, all the people that we let be a part of our life, all the people that we make a part of our life, all the people that were a part of your life. Maybe they're not a part of your life anymore. Maybe they've passed on. They're all still part of it. No matter what you do. I don't know if the point's gotten away from me or not by now, but <laughs> it probably has, but don't ever invalidate yourself. Don't ever dismiss your point of view. Don't ever dismiss a certain perspective. Maybe somebody has a perspective on something that you do that you hadn't thought of before. And maybe it's worth having that dialogue. Maybe it's worth having someone else take a listen or a look or whatever it may be to whatever it is you are doing and offer their two cents through kind of immersing ourselves in the perspectives of others. We learn, we grow. And that's what this show is all about. That's what today's recipe is really all about is winging it, taking all of the things that I have learned and trying to make something, something from my perspective, something that I hope comes to good flavor and I, and I hope honors and respects the people who perfected it before me. It's trying to learn new things. It's trying to understand as many different perspectives of food as I possibly can so that I can refine my techniques and I can become a better cook. All I want to do in life is improve, is get better, is make my life better, make the lives of those around me better, make people happy. I hope if you're here listening to this, that I do make you happy. And more than that, I hope that your life is filled with love and sunshine and light. Go outside if the sun's shining, go outside and just let the sun hit you for a few moments. Take a few deep breaths. 
spend more time off of your phone, spend more time connecting with nature, going out for a nice walk, getting some exercise, opening up your lungs, breathing deep, put your phones down and spend more time with the people around you that love you. Be grateful for the various perspectives that you've had in life. Be grateful for all the different ways that you've learned to view the world. And never, ever think for a moment that there aren't more because there are always other ways to see something. So I hope that you'll keep your mind open. Every perspective is valid. Every perspective means something. And I just thought about TFC passing and... I just really, really thought I watched a bunch of his old videos and all that sort of thing. And, and I just, it reminded me how much I really appreciated his perspective of these massive, huge worlds with these insane builds that go up in seconds, these massive, giant feats of art, like it's really art and how he just went about his way down on the ground, looking up at them, laughing having fun, living the absolute best life that he possibly could. That's what I want to do. That's what I hope I do. That's what I try to do every day is just live every day to the absolute best, to celebrate all of the amazing little things that I have in my world, all the wonderful people that I have that are part of my world. Thank you for being part of it too. Rest in peace, Tinfoil Chef. everyone thank you so so much for hanging out and for listening to nikolai's kitchen if this is your first time here if you love the show if you love the content or maybe you've been a listener for a while and you haven't gotten around to it but what would really help me more than anything to play that algorithm game is if you rate and review the podcast on the platform that you're listening to it on right now you can do it on apple podcast spotify good pods anywhere and everywhere that you can find this please rate and review the show five stars every review every rating helps me get further up in the rankings and help me reach more ears with my message of positivity and scratch made food today's featured recipe is well it's me being brave i know i've talked about this on the show before but i am not very skilled at asian cooking at least i don't believe that i am and I think I'm definitely learning and doing things like the orange chicken and the general sows, the Giang chicken. 
I'm tapping into and I'm slowly but surely learning how to use Asian flavors to develop different things in a dish. And so I decided to be really, really brave. And it just kind of struck me on a whim that I wanted stir fry. And I don't necessarily know that you can call this stir fry. I don't know what you would necessarily call it at all. It's kind of similar to lo mein in a way too. And I really, really need to do more recipe research in terms of how to continue to build these things and how to make them better. But I really, really wanted to just kind of chuck together a noodle dish with chicken, peppers, and onions that was going to evoke Asian flavors and really kind of have a good, like that beautiful umami that Asian food usually has, that kind of just bomb of flavor that you always get whenever you have really good Asian food. That's what I wanted here. So I don't know what you would necessarily call this. I'm even recording this right now. I have no idea what the name of this episode is going to be. But this recipe, so it turned out good. I want to say that out front with the caveat that I think this turned out good. I've got a bowl full of it sitting next to me here, and I want to invite you to the table, and I want to kind of explain where I think this dish can be better because it's got great potential. I really, really love the potential of this dish, but I really do feel like this is only the starting point. This is only the beginning. I feel like it needs so, so much more. So let me take a quick bite of this and we'll get into it. You get sweetness from brown sugar, from rice wine. You get that beautiful savory umami flavor because you got soy sauce, hoisin and black bean sauce all playing a role in here. You've got this, that beautiful, beautiful sear on that chicken. Everything about this dish kind of came together really, really well. And I know I don't do the recipe breakdown in full, but I kind of want to break down the process of how I put this dish together because I think it's important in building the layers of flavor that became this dish. And I think it's also important to kind of figure out where I can go from here. So the chicken thighs I cut into thin strips and then I seasoned it with salt, pepper, and just some dried ginger. One of the things that this dish desperately needed, fresh ginger. Fresh ginger has that that just beautiful kind of fragrant, almost citrusy kind of nose to it. You know, it also would have played really, really well in this dish, lemongrass. If I would have had some lemongrass in here, oh, it would have made all the difference. This is a very heavy dish. It sits very heavy on the palate, and I think that's because you've got so much umami going on in here, and you don't really have enough things in it to contrast against that umami. So that's kind of the first thing I think. I really, really think in here you needed fresh ginger. Like salt and pepper on the chicken is fine. You're building the layers inside of the dish, inside of that sauce itself. You don't really need to worry about what you're putting on the chicken quite so much. You just need to make sure that the chicken is cooked well in this dish. So I did three separate batches of this. I got my big, giant Calphalon high wall skillet out for this. And I got oil nice and smoking hot. And I did this in three separate batches so I could make sure I got a good hard sear on the outside of that chicken because you really want all those beautiful brown bits to come out to play. So after I finished searing all the chicken, I deglazed in white wine, threw that right into the pan, scraped up all those beautiful brown bits on the bottom of the pan, all that flavor that was starting to build in there. And then you cook down the peppers and onions. You know, same way you normally saute peppers and onions, get those cooked way, way down. And then I combined all those ingredients together to form that amazing sauce and threw it in here. Fresh ginger, fresh lemongrass, those would have played so, so well in here, would have helped to brighten this thing up. I need another bite of it. I'm sorry. Now, I use chicken thighs in this because I really wanted that fattiness and that amazing, beautiful kind of flavor in there. And the sear is just great. Like the sear adds so, so much flavor, all those little brown bits in there. 
and then you're building the layers of flavor. Another thing that I really think I need to do with this next time I make it is drop the black bean sauce entirely. It kind of, it makes the soy sauce more soy. It makes the hoisin more hoisin. It, all of them kind of elevate each other, but I think it's all the three combination. There is just too much. I think it's just too much of that like powerful kind of umami flavor all stacked together in there. I think instead what I want to use, instead of using black bean sauce, I think some gochujang really would have played well in here because you would have added a little bit of spiciness to this dish, which again is going to cut against that heavier element that you're getting from that hoist and that black bean and that soy sauce. As it is, I tried to throw rice wine in there. I tried to throw lemon juice in there. That's why lemon juice is in the ingredients list. I don't honestly think this dish needs it because it gets buried. I taste this right now. I can't even taste lemon in it. Like that's kind of how much is going on in this. So like I said, I think if you do fresh ginger, fresh lemongrass, you get both of those working in the sauce when you're reducing the sauce down, I think you're going to end up in a much, much better place. The final thing I think this needs is to finish it. I think it needed a bite of something fresh and crisp. And I think scallions would have been absolutely perfect here. And the thing is, is I use scallions. Like when I made the orange chicken, when I made the general sows, when I make any of that kind of stuff, I always use scallions in it. I don't know why my brain kind of blanked out on me and said, no, you don't need scallions for this. Yeah. Scallions over the top of this. Like I finished it with a few drips of uh, sesame oil. You don't want to go too far with it, but sesame oil definitely helps to unlock all the flavors in this dish. Really, really helps to unify it and bring everything together. Really punches it up. Uh, and then I garnished it with sesame seeds. You can toast those if you like. But it really, really needed a fresh element, again, to contrast against what you're working with there. This is a dish that we're going to revisit here on the show, probably within the next month or two, because I really want to give this another try with the uh, with the additions that I'm talking about. All this will be listed down in the show notes. Like when I actually write this recipe out for the show notes, it's going to include my modifications to what I think is going to make this a lot better. But I think the most important thing that I'm taking away from this dish, and I think the reason why I wanted to talk about it, even though it's kind of weird for a featured recipe because it's definitely not a complete recipe yet, is I think food requires you to step outside your comfort zone a lot. And I think that you have to be brave when you're going into the kitchen. I think that you have to be willing to step outside of your comfort zone and try to play with flavors that you're not used to playing with. I've talked about it a lot. Like I said, that I'm not a master of Asian cooking by any means. And I do love checking out recipes and I do love following those. And I love seeing the successes that I've seen with things like general sows and like the orange chicken. There's more flavor that I can mine out of this. So it wouldn't be quite so one note. So yeah, there are going to be times on the show when I'm going to revisit a featured recipe from time to time. This is definitely going to be one of those opportunities. I'm going to make the adjustments. I'm going to do the gochujang. I'm going to do the scallions over the top, and we're going to chuck fresh ginger, fresh lemongrass into this sauce when we're preparing everything. And then we're going to see how everything plays out. But everything did come together really beautifully. And those rice noodles, they are just the perfect texture. They meld in so, so well. They carry the flavors. Like you par, well, you don't boil them. You get boiling water and then you just kind of let them steep in the really, really hot water for a few minutes and then finish them off in the sauce, in the pan with the chicken, with the onions, the peppers, everything else in there. Really, really did. It turned out way better than I expected. And I don't want this segment to come across as I'm being hard on myself. 
nor should you be hard on yourself whenever you're doing and whenever you're trying anything in the kitchen. Whenever you're stepping outside of your comfort zone, you might fail spectacularly. And believe me, there have been times when I have attempted to make things like stir fry that have been unmitigated disasters. Like you're talking about things that are barely even edible, if that. But it's worth stepping outside and it's worth trying something that you've never done before because you never know when you're going to add an ingredient or when you're going to do something in a cooking technique that's going to unlock this whole level of potential for you of a certain type of food. I'm still learning so, so much about Asian cooking, about all of the different flavors, about all of the different things that you can do with it. And I mean, even once I make this again with the modifications, I'm still going to find ways to make it better. Food and life's that way too. And I know this is the food segment, not the positivity segment, but food and life are similar in that way. We can always grow. We can always learn. There's always something that you can do. There's always something that you can add. There's always some way to make something better. So don't get upset with yourself. Don't be mad at yourself if you don't get there 100% of the way the first time. I'm someone who's a perfectionist. It's taken me so, so long, so much of my life to not be so hard on myself when I don't nail it out of the park first time out of the gate. This show has taught me so, so much about that because it's been really, really difficult for me to have a dish that's anything but absolutely like mouth-wateringly, amazingly, smash-out-of-the-park fantastic. I struggled with that a lot. And I think that this show and I think sharing my mental health journey, sharing all of these different things that I've been going through has really helped me to understand that it's not just about nailing the perfect thing every time. Sometimes you're going to and celebrate those wins, absolutely. But if you make something like this and you know it's going to need a little bit more work, that's okay too. Because eventually, if you keep your mind open to learning, if you keep building yourself, if you keep working on you, then you're just going to continue to grow. So the original food portion of the show you just listened to was almost a month ago when I recorded that with that chicken version of this Asian dish. And I really, really thought that, number one, I mentioned it, I know, in, in, in the review there, that this could have used some brightness, some freshness to it. So I decided I was going to give this another shot, but I decided I was going to do it with steak instead of with chicken. Now, Rebecca and I, we had an extra ribeye left over. We had gotten some ribeyes and some scallops, made an absolutely amazing dinner of it was a pasta with scallops, very similar to what I made and talked about last week in the featured recipe, but also with ribeye. But, you know, instead of, you know, each of us eating like a pound and a half of steak, it was like two really big ribeyes. So we decided to save one and I needed something to do with it. So I said to myself, OK, I'm going to marinate this one. And I'm going to get other fresh elements in this. Number one, we mixed the dried ginger. We threw in fresh ginger instead. I threw in fresh lemongrass, even though I should. <laughs> so I'm not familiar enough using lemongrass, obviously, because I sliced it really thin and left it in the dish. Uh, it doesn't break down at all. It's not palatable at all. It's so hard. Yeah, I had to pick it all out. It was not fun to try to pick out little tiny bits of lemongrass. Don't make the same mistake I did. Throw the whole stick in, let it simmer in with the sauce, and then chuck it. <laughs> 
I also decided to add some fresh pineapple to this. I nixed the black bean sauce that I had made the initial sauce with the chicken with, and I instead swapped it out with a little bit of gochujang because I wanted to add a little bit of spice to this. And instead of lemon, I decided to use lime. So in the initial section there, you know, I kind of was a little hemmed and hawed a little bit about the chicken version of this dish. I don't necessarily know that it was as successful as I was hoping it would be. Making the steak version of this, I personally thought that it was much, much, much more successful. I really love that kind of beefy flavor. You know, you get even more of that umami in there because of the steak and everything. I really, really loved that. This didn't need the pineapple, though. The fresh lemongrass, like I said, we should not have uh, sliced it and left it in the dish. That was a terrible... I'm just, again, I'm, I'm still learning so much about food. Please don't judge. I swear, people that really, really do food for a living probably listen to this and they're like, what on earth is this guy doing? Somebody had to learn it somewhere at some point. And now I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. <laughs> but I made this one with the steak and, you know, served it with the same exact brown rice noodles that I had made the chicken version with. But when Rebecca and Avery tried it, it didn't hit for them the same they liked the chicken version, the initial version of this, better. Me, I, I much preferred the steak one. I, I thought it was much heartier. I, I liked the little bit of spice from the gochujang. The black bean paste, I really don't think that added a whole lot of anything. But I really, really appreciate them giving me their perspective on this. I know we talked about perspective in the first segment there. I really do appreciate them giving me their perspective on it as well because... It just shows me that I've still got more to learn. I can still keep refining this. So this is not the last time that you're going to hear from this dish. I'm going to keep learning more about Asian food. Now, if I had tried making this back week one of the show, first thing I tried out of the gate was for me to just try to smash together a bunch of Asian flavors and try to turn out something that tasted even palatable would have been a dismal failure. So I'm at least proud of myself for how far I've come in that this dish was at least edible. But like I said, I do think it's got a little bit more to go. I think it needs a little bit more work before it's really, really going to get there. If you have any suggestions of anything that you think I should have done differently, let me know. Check out the recipe, the entire recipe. Both versions of the recipe are in the show notes. Check it out and let me know what you would have done differently. But that is going to do it for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. Again, I want to take the time to thank you so much for tuning into this. Whether you're a first-time listener or returning listener, it means the world to me that anyone listens to the things I do and supports this little show. Patrons of the show, if you're listening to this, you've got two rewards en route to you right now uh, after waiting for the post office to pick up the packages for five days. But your spring and summer rewards are finally on their way to you. My homemade wing sauce, the spring reward, and the summer reward nashville hot chicken seasoning which there is going to be a patreon bonus episode coming in the next few days after you're listening to this talking all about that package and the things that you can use those sauces for i want to thank you so so much for listening and thank you so much for coming on this journey with me
Nikolai's Kitchen wouldn't be possible without the contributions of my amazing patrons. Well, thank you so much to Chris, M, and Sam. And a special shout out to my VIP patrons, Krista, Jared, Caleb, Dan, and Bill. Learn more and sign up today at patreon.com slash Nikolai's Kitchen. <laughs>